I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. I'm gonna sing like a butterfly and sing like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Chaos family, what is good? Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Cerebral Chaos. I am your gracious host as always, Docella. I am so happy that you're with us today. I hope that your week has been fantastic, and I hope that the upcoming week is even better than your last one. We're going to get into our quote of the day. It's going to come from Miss Eleanor Roosevelt, former first lady. She says, when you give joy to other people, you get more joy in return. You should give a good thought to happiness that you can give out. That ties in today with the central theme of our episode and the central theme of our, our honored guest today, serving. And I don't know about you guys, but serving other people is one of the things that I truly think that I was put here for. And it truly gives me a sense of belonging and happiness. And I just feel special on the inside when I'm serving someone else, whether it's, you know, us giving out meals to the hungry downtown or serving in a food drive. Or last week I got gas for someone who ran out of gas at the gas station like that. That stuff makes me feel good. You know, it's not that I do it for show or do it for any notoriety or anything like that, but just doing nice things like that for someone else and serving and being a part of someone else's life in that capacity just always kind of gives me the get up and go that I need to finish the day or get through the week or whatever. So I I urge you to be servers. Uh, a lot of times we forget about other people. We focus on ourselves so much, which we should to a degree, but serving others and doing nice things for others and being a, being a help to others in need is I feel like it's one of the things in human nature that we should just automatically do that we don't. So I challenge you today, go be nice to someone, you know, go do something nice for someone, go do something nice for a stranger, go serve. So tying into the central theme of serving today, I had the pleasure of interviewing this young man a few weeks ago, went to high school with him at Calera High. Uh, such a such a very close friend of mine at the time. Life has kind of grown us in different directions, but I still watch him from afar. I still keep in touch with him when I can, and I was able to get him on this podcast. Serving is a central thing that I said I wanted to do for this podcast. So this young man exemplifies the term of serving. He served four years in the Marine Corps, including one tour in Iraq and another tour in Afghanistan. He was a sergeant. He was also an honor graduate boot camp and like I said, just a, a really good friend of mine from high school. Um, I watch him from afar on Facebook, and you could just see the type of things that he does. When I had this interview with him, I talked with him. He just kind of talked to me how big and how important serving was, how giving back to the community was a big part of his 
his life and his mission and what he felt like he needed to do. So that's what I wanted to have him come on and talk to you about today. So Chaos Family, I hope you really enjoyed the interview. I did. A great young man, again, is a veteran, uh, served in our Marine Corps. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I introduce you to this week's guest on Cerebral Chaos, Mr. Justin Harris. All right, Jay, how you doing this afternoon, man? Glad you could join us on Cerebral Chaos. How's life? Doing pretty good. Glad to be able to be a guest on here. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure. And looking forward to it. I appreciate it, man. Um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, just your story, your background, a little bit about your family. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, name Justin Harris, uh, 33 years old, um, married with uh, two children, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Calera, Alabama. Spent majority of my life here in Calera. Um, after high school, I joined the military and went active duty for four years. Um, Left the military and came back home, um, started working and going to college, graduated college in 2015 with a uh, degree in social science. And um, since then, just been working and taking care of my family. Man, that's um, I didn't know that. So you graduate. What did you graduate from in uh, 15? Uh, graduated from the University of Montevallo. OK, OK. Social science. What did, what did you initially have planned to do with that social science degree? So my my original plan was to be a high school teacher and a football coach. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I love football. Um, that's always been a big passion of mine and big on giving back to the community. And just remember those times when I was growing up, you know, how those uh, men in my life affected me. And I just wanted to be able to give back in that capacity. Yep. So do you do anything with your day-to-day work that involves your social science degree or like majority of us that just kind of work outside of our fields actually yeah i pretty much work outside of my field Mm -hmm. he has not really um benefited me i would in the sense of me actually working i would say in that field all right so um you said you did four years uh in the military correct that's right and what what branch were you in i was in the marine corps marine corps that's man (laughs) I've heard you got to be a tough, tough, you know what, to be in the Marine Corps. But I, I know you. I know how tough you are. So that doesn't surprise me at all. In regards to your experience, you know, with the military, have you ever had to deal with any, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder or any of that at all from, from you know, your your time serving? Yeah, so um, I've actually been diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, my. TSD. Yeah. Um. Had a few instances uh, um, where I've had a few um, cases while serving overseas um, um, that have affected me, um, I would say, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's just hard to say. I try not to use those things as excuses. You know, I sure. take everything that, I, that, that has happened to me along the way and use it as a learning point and yeah. try to you know, make the most of it. Yeah. Is that is that something you kind of working? Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to delve any, you know, any of that because, you know, I just don't think that's important. But is that is that something that you're still working through now? Have you seen yourself get better or are you still kind of working through that? Most definitely. Um, it's it's, it's a, a work in progress for mm-hmm. me still. Um, uh, and, and I'm pretty um, open book because, you know, I think it's 
things like this, you know, and, and, you know, thank you for asking these questions because I think it's good to have platforms like this to speak your story sure. so that others that might be hesitant on speaking to someone or talking about issues, you know, maybe they'll feel more comfortable and open to talking if they heard someone else's story. So, um, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress for me and, um, you know, it's a, a daily battle. Um, some days are better than others. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the biggest uh, point in my life where I have seen a slippage or I would say uh, uh, area of suffering is um, uh, me being um, social. Um, okay. When I was younger, I was a lot more social than mm -hmm. I am now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, um, being isolated as much as I was um, with going mm -hmm. on back-to-back -to -back tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's an everyday battle, but you gotcha. know, just being open and honest with the people around you and letting them know mm -hmm. what's going on and dealing with, I think that helps a lot. Yep. So, um, how, how long have you, have you and your wife been married? Uh, we are coming up on our three-year anniversary. In okay. August. So, she did, did, was that something that she had to or had to kind of learn to just with with you um not necessarily trying to get in your personal affairs but i'm just wondering how when you met her or how long have you guys been kind of together period i know you've been married for three years but she had to have met you i'm guessing a few years earlier or a year earlier or something like that before y'all got married yes sir so we've been going on knowing each other for close to six years now. okay and um, yes that is something that she's had to make adjustments um mm -hmm. to and with and um she's done a great job with uh you know working with me being understanding and mm -hmm. helping find different ways to cope and 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 get around certain right, right. and obstacles that might appear right 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 i'm assuming that was that was a hard transition for you to open up to that degree uh to someone you know to that capacity um after all that happened I'm sure that had to been a been a bit of a struggle for you. Yes, and and even now, um, we'll have discussions about it, and it's it's hard to explain mm -hmm. if someone hasn't walked in your shoes right. and know exactly what you dealt with, right. and you know, because nobody really should go through some of the things that you know these men and women do go through. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to explain, and there is a barrier there that you know. She never will be able to fully understand, but you know, right. just just her being able or willing to, um, you know, try, means a lot. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you for your service, man, and you know, God bless both of you. Um, so let's get into uh, the the meat of this interview uh, for our listeners that don't know what New Era Birmingham is. Can you tell us what New Era Birmingham is? Yeah. So New Era Birmingham is actually a um. A sister chapter and fall under the uh, umbrella of New Era Nation, which okay. was founded in Detroit, Michigan, mm. originally as New Era Detroit mm -hmm. back in 2014. Wow, that's uh that's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. My wife's actually from um, Detroit, but that's 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 interesting. Um, can you tell us a little bit, tell the people a little bit about what you do, the, the type of things that you, you know, you do in the organization, just give the people an overall kind of summary of what you guys try to do. What we do in new era, Birmingham, new era nation is we find and meet the needs of the community, mm -hmm. whatever those needs might be at that point in time. Um, when the pandemic first hit and people were needing, uh, groceries or, 
um, cleaning uh, uh, utensils and things like that, masks, mm-hmm. we saw a void where our community was lacking. So we shifted gears to help facilitate and fill that void. And um, I mean, it's just a whole umbrella that we, that we fall on, um, that we have that falls under us. Uh, right. We uh, mentor uh, mm-hmm. young men and women. In, in high schools and camps and uh, in middle schools, um, we do backpack drives uh, for uh, school. And as in two weeks here in Birmingham, where we will have New Era Nation, mm-hmm. that would be chapters from Atlanta, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Detroit, wherever we have chapters at, Las Vegas, Long Beach, California. Okay. Those individuals will come to Birmingham, Alabama in a couple of weeks and help us out with our backpack drive. Awesome, man. That's that's awesome. Commendable work, man, on every every accord. How did you find out about this initially? I'm just curious how you got connected to New Era. Okay, so um long story short, if I can make it that, um once I did not become a high school teacher and I and I fell into the career that I'm in, I still had a fulfillment that I wanted to accomplish with giving back to the community. So mm-hmm. Me and another uh, young lady were in the process of starting our own community organization. And then I came across New Era Birmingham, which basically had the blueprint for everything that I thought was fitting for the community. So I was like, well, instead of trying to reinvent this or quote unquote compete or just make something up from scratch myself, I'll just join in here and fall in. Mm-hmm. and contribute as best I can in this capacity. Gotcha. And I know you told me um, before, you know, before the, the interview, you were previously in a leadership role. Um, how long were you, were you the the head of the chapter in Birmingham? Yes. So uh, <clears throat> when I came to New Era Birmingham, uh, I basically came in right when it started. So okay. I, I'm, I've basically been here since the inception, since the first every event that they had. Um, and I just saw a flyer posted that day and I just, went to the event and I just kept coming back since then. Gotcha. Um, but uh, officially I, I held the uh, the title of chapter president for three to four years okay. here. And I just recently uh, relinquished that, uh, that title over to another individual who's okay. doing a great job. Now, did you have to take a step back just because you had things going on or I'm just curious about, I know you're still going to do your thing, but I'm just curious about what, you know, what caused you to take a step back from the leadership role there? Right. Yeah. So when I first started this, I was a single man with no kids. Uh, usually. Um, <laughs> That's usually how it works. Uh, <laughs> and um, so life happened fast. Uh, me yeah. and my wife got married and we had two kids back to back. Tell me about or give us an example uh, of a moment that sticks out to you from your time served in New Era, Birmingham. Uh, I know there's probably so many impactful stories where you guys have lended out a helping hand in the community when there seemed like there hasn't been one, but just, is there one or two or a couple that maybe stick out to you where, you know, you experienced this and it kind of really hit you that, man, I'm, you know, I'm actually helping out here. Yeah. Uh, I would say the first thing that really sticks out to me was, um, <clears throat> early on, um, in my new era, um, life, uh, Flint, Michigan was actually still going through their water crisis um, pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And um, we held an event, New Era Nation held an, an event in Flint, Michigan, where we donated water. Mm-hmm. And us in Birmingham, we were, he- we were able to 
just from the Birmingham chapter get up enough donations to uh, drive to Flint, Michigan, and we actually purchased, well, we rented a U-Haul and was able to purchase a truckload of water from the local Sam's Club. And, um, you know, that was just a contribution just from Birmingham, Alabama, not counting what else the other chapters had bought. But it was a 20-foot U-Haul mm-hmm. that was full of water just from uh, New Era, Birmingham chapter. So that was a great feeling to be able to help those people up there in Flint, Michigan. Wow. Amazing, man. I, th- I think I saw something else. You guys were helping out in the ice storm. Is that correct? Maybe maybe about a year ago or so? Um, that it's a big was, ice storm uh, that happened? In, I think that in Texas or something. My, yeah, that was that was just me working on my nine to five job. Then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The New Era Dallas chapter, because we do have a chapter in Dallas. Mm-hmm. After after the ice melted and things like that, that that local chapter there in Dallas did get out and help the community there. So maybe you did come across a video of the New Era Dallas chapter. Gotcha, gotcha. Working the community with walking around that. Gotcha. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. I'm interested in your perspective. Did you ever run into any issues where you felt like the community maybe should have been a little bit more involved in what you guys were doing? I know me and my wife have a similar kind of organization ourselves called Coastal Compassion, you know, where we've gone out before and we've given out sandwiches to the to the needy and the hungry and we've done food drives and that kind of stuff. And I know personally at times I feel like, man, you feel like you're the only person playing in the game. And you're like, okay, we got, I know all these people and I got all these friends and all this family. Why, you know, why does it not seem like it's a hundred percent participation thing? You know, did did that, did that kind of bother you or you ever thought about it like that? Yes, sir. Um, All the time, actually. um, Mm -hmm. Because one thing we pride ourselves on is consistency and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, almost every weekend we are out in, in the community in some capacity doing mm-hmm. some type of community work. Right. And we make flyers and we post that we are having these these events, you know, at least a week in advance. Um, mm-hmm. So we can get more participation and more donations and right. and, and more support. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things are political, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're looking for help from the, from mm-hmm. the actual government. Um, you have to have proper documentation sure paperwork to solidify you as this and that right you know jumping those hurdles and getting in and uh and two i mean uh another thing i would say is like thing as well you know you see some some individuals they can post that they're doing this and they'll get full support from right you know thousands of people right you know, you have you have an organization that's trying to be consistent out here and it's yep. like pulling, trying to get some support. That's what I wanted you to talk about a little bit, because I know I've dealt with that. And my wife has had to tell me, like, you know, you can't worry about that, which I don't. But at the same time, it's like I know, I see all the other stuff that we post and that we share and that we give all these likes and comments and shares and all that stuff, too. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that should be blowing up and going viral. And that's the kind of stuff that should be getting a hundred thousand views and likes like how did you deal with that because i know you i know working over in there and doing what you're doing that had to cross your mind more than once like okay i see it all these you know all these people around all these bodies in this area all these bodies in the community and this is it seems like a simple thing that you can do to help by just getting involved 
but we won't. Like, how did you deal with that? Because I know that that's something that I have to they have to kind of work myself on still now. Yeah. Um. The main thing I would say is just having a true passion yeah. for what it is that you're doing. You right. know, just having a true passion for being out there and helping individuals. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, and it and it does get discouraging at times. Um. You know, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times where I'm like, man. Is it even worth me coming, keep coming out here? Am I making a difference? And right. then it'll be that one little small thing. Exactly. That's big to somebody and they'll yep. show you like, and it was worth it. It's yep. worth coming out here today. Yep. It's always the one. And that's what I had to, to teach myself and discipline myself on is that if I can help one person, if I can save one person, if I can do good for one person, then all of it is worth it. You know, we, we, I know in stuff like what you're doing and I've done similar stuff and I know the type of person you are, you want to save the world in one go. You know, you want to get all this stuff done in the community and snap your fingers and get it all done. But it's really a slow journey and and an arduous process. So that is that is something that you have to work through, man. And you just have to, like you said, focus on focus on you, focus on who you can help, focus on how you can help them. And you just do that. And like I said, the passion is definitely something that comes in for it. And if you have a passion, like you're saying, for helping people, want to educate, want to teach people, then you, you're you just going to continue doing what you're doing, which is awesome work, by the way. I want to get your thoughts on something um, I've talked about before, but I'm just curious at your thoughts. I, I like your perspective. Um, if you can pinpoint one thing within our community, and I'm speaking about the black community now, we're, t- we're both black men. Um, We've gone through a lot of different situations and you've been in the military and we have a lot of different life experiences. What's what's one thing I know we could obviously list a list of things that we could do better as a community and how we can improve. But what's one thing if you could put your finger on it, the issue in our community that you want to see fixed? What would what would it be? Oh, (laughs) that's a tough question, man. But it it, is. Pinpoint one thing, and you and I'll give you my perspective. But I'm interested in what you what you have to say. Man, <clears throat> I would say the one thing is being on the same page. Mm-hmm. We, okay. I feel like we as a black people don't really have an identity, right? Um, we don't. To me, and I and I and I've expressed this to multiple people here mm-hmm. recently. Our culture is headed in a direction that, I mean, after this next generation that's babies right now, after them, I mean, our culture will be violence and and, and rump shaking mm-hmm. um, with with no substance um behind it after this after this baby this generation of babies grow. So I would just say being on the same page mm-hmm. and you know having compassion and the willingness to help each other. Yeah, I I agree. If I, uh, my, my thing is a little bit similar. Um, I would say prioritizing, if that makes sense. And I think it ties into what you're saying, prioritizing and organizing. Um, I think we have so much power as a community that we don't realize, um, because we can't get on the same page, like you said, and two, because we can't get, aligned properly and what we want to focus on um and i'm not telling people neither of us are obviously telling people not to live their lives and have fun and stuff but there's so much power in our community uh so much power in our people 
uh, so much resilience in our people and our culture that if we could band together and get focused on a goal, you know, maybe not even a single goal, but get in the same direction, man, the power that we could have, I mean, it could change change generations and change the lives for future generations to come. So I'm with you a thousand percent. Um, the, the organization getting on the same page and prioritizing, um, man, we don't have a whole lot of questions left, honestly. So I'll just get, I'll get your thoughts on this last question and we'll do a little bit of freestyling. How about that? So, um, for our listeners that are curious, how could we get involved with new era, uh, new era nation? Um, be it, you know, if we want to donate, if we want to get involved or see what you guys are doing next, you get, how do we get involved? Okay. Um, again, um, like I've stated, um, early in the conversation, uh, typically, and this is pretty, uh, standard across the board throughout new era nation. Um, we will make flyers, um, for our upcoming events, um, outlining details as far as, um, what the event will, will, um, will revolve around whether it might be a food drive, um, whether it might be a clothing drive, whatever it might be, that flyer will have that information on there to have an address and that have a low, um, it'll have a time. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're in that area or in that particular city, the best thing you could do is just pull up and come become and, and, and lend a helping hand in whatever capacity that you're needed that day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully you're touched in the way that, you know, you will continue to come out and help support that local chapter and maybe become a member. Mm -hmm. But if you're busy, cause so many people are busy and, and I right. get it on, um, you know, a lot of times we have uh, most of these chapters um, have cash app or some way or form um, for you to be able to donate mon monetarily. Cause a lot of these things that we do do requires money. And a lot of times it just comes out of our pockets cause we don't really get a lot of funding from um, right. Um, businesses or, or local government anything like okay that. okay so um you want to plug any social media here i always ask you want to plug any social medias any facebooks anything like that yes sir so uh on facebook we are new era birmingham and the same thing on instagram new era birmingham um if you want to if anyone would like to donate uh, monetarily they can cash app new era Ham. New Era B Ham on Cash App, and um, 100% of the money um, that's donated goes back into the community in some way or form. Um, we pocket zero dollars uh, from this. Gotcha. We appreciate you, man. But before we get you out of here, um, and this is a little bit spur of the moment, and I don't give my guests no prep so we can get it on the on the record. So we're gonna play a little game real quick called This or That. So I'm gonna give you two options. And you're going to tell me whether you prefer option one or option two. All right. You ready? Yes. Okay. So the first one is Deion Sanders or Ed Reed. <laughs> I'm going with Ed Reed. Okay. Why? Uh, at the end of the day, Ed was just more versatile. Um, he could affect the game and more, uh, more phases than Deion Sanders could, in my opinion. I mean, Deion was a, was a great special teams player, but um, I I modeled um a lot of the way I played after Ed Reed um being yep. able to play on the back end and then come down and be able to play in the box and make tackles. So um I just like Ed Reed game better overall. Okay, okay. So next question, cover two or cover three? Um, 
I'm pretty conservative, so I'm so I'm gonna say cover three. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, next question. Calera 07 or Calera 08? <laughs> I gotta go with Calera 07. <laughs> That was a loaded question. I knew you. I knew you was gonna take that option, but I still had to ask. Okay, so Coach Hill or Coach OG? Scheme teaching. Okay, okay, I'm with you on that. Ooh, I forgot about this one. What about Coach Jones or Coach Thompson? Ah, uh, that's not even the question. <laughs> we had. And we got Coach Thompson the year that Coach Jones was the coach. I think you would have ended up with two state championships. I agree. I agree. Um, I think it was just a little, little too late in a lot of ways. I agree with you. I think he got the best out of us and no dissing to Coach Jones if somehow anybody linked to him was listening to this. But um, the way Coach Thompson opened up that offense at Calero was just on another level. So, Rest in peace to Coach Thompson. Um, let me get let me see if I can get one more and then we'll get you out of here. I'm gonna take it back here. I'm gonna see if you're gonna remember this. Chicken nuggets and hamburgers or dangerous by figure four. Gotta go with the chicken nuggets and hamburgers because <laughs> it, it was so different and uh man, it just it just livened up the mood and, and bro. Do you remember doing that song? We was, I think it was a talent show or something, and we were on stage performing this song. And I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty popular for some reason. I don't know why or how it got as popular as it did. Um, for our listeners, Figure Four was a group comprised of a few few of our guys. Uh, kind of had a few iterations, but myself and Justin were. Um, two of the members that were in it at all times, I think. But um, we had the bright idea of coming up with this song called Chicken Nuggets and Hamburgers about McDonald's. And it was two franchise boys lean with a rock with it. And it was it was a semi hit in my estimation. Um, a lot of people knew it. It got a lot of buzz for some reason. And it was it was fun, man. I had a lot of fun making it. Looking back on it, we had we had a lot of good times, man. I. I, I, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, well, Justin, man, we we appreciate your time. We thank you so much for coming through and joining Chaos, man. Um, I always tell my guests, you know, God bless you. So we appreciate it. We thank you for your time. It's very very appreciated, and continue doing the good work. Thank you again for your service, brother. God bless you. All right, thank you. I appreciate it all. Appreciate it, man. Shouts out to Justin for coming on the podcast. I had a good time catching up with him. Like I said, we, we we spent a lot of crazy times in high school together. And it was such a pleasure to see him still doing great things in life and giving back to his community and kind of carrying on that tradition that he has and that he's felt the passion for doing. Chaos family, I really do appreciate you listening to the interview. There is more to come. There is more to come. Continue to tune in week after week. We have interviews coming. I don't even remember how many I have, but there's a ton of interviews coming for the rest of the season. A uh, majority of them going to be interviews. So I really hope you guys continue to get something out of the, the interviews that we do. Last week's interview with Justila, I, I can't tell you how many people that interview touched, and I'm just honored she would come on and tell her story. I'm honored Justin came on and told his story today. I'm honored for all of my guests to come on and tell their stories. And I just always want to give these stories back 
to the universe and give these people their due and just tell these awesome stories because I think they're really interesting. I think there's some awesome perspectives here that we can get from these interviews. So Chaos Family, again, tune in next week. We'll be back again. Uh, like, rate, leave us a comment on the podcast. I truly appreciate everybody listening. Before we go, I almost forgot. I want to send a special shout out to all my Chaos Family over the, over in Qatar. I got an email earlier in the week that Cerebral Chaos is performing amongst the top 150 podcasts in the country of Qatar in the leisure section. So I appreciate you over there in Qatar listening. I really do appreciate all my Chaos family in Qatar. Keep running up those numbers. Let's make this number one over in Qatar. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening being so far away, I'm honored again that you could take something from this podcast that I do halfway across the world. So continue to like, continue to comment, continue to leave us a rating, continue to run these numbers up in Qatar and other countries and Chaos Family. I'm out of here. We'll see you next week. God bless you and God bless Chaos.